Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube. Dot com forward slash Stephen Larson available wherever fine podcasts can be found. And if you're listening to us out there in the audio realm, well, first of all, if you're listening to us, I'm sorry you heard me chewing. Steve started to roll right when I was finishing up my bagel. I'm sorry, as usual, I was not paying attention to what you were doing. I was only paying attention to what Steve was doing. That's not uncommon. However, we are on the uh, the uh, in the audio realm. If you leave us a rating, review, or a comment, it really goes a long way towards helping the show. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Great way to support the show. We have a bevy of reward tiers out there, including the $50 tier, in which you get an exclusive Patreon, exclusive Going In Raw t-shirt. Can't be found anywhere except for the Patreon or our shelf over there back in the in the storage room we have. Uh, uh, at the $20 and up mark, uh, you get to get send a video question to this very show because this is the Matt Chat Show. We get other stuff just sending in the question. If it was just a question, it probably wouldn't be that good of a value. But you get other stuff, comic book. There's the Friendo Care Package. Stickers, postcards. All the way down. Poster. One side here, the other one over there. Yeah, it's great. It's awesome. All sorts of good stuff. Uh, so, of course, like I said, this is uh, the Matt Chat. Uh, we got a lot of all the wrestling questions, but we're going to kick one off with uh, one of my personal favorite Matt Chatters, longtime friendo, definite Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. He's the man. He's the B-man. The B-man. He's Patrick Sparks kicking it off today on Matt Chat. Let's see what Patrick has to say. Hey, friendos. Pat here. All right. So I was thinking, I don't want this to happen. Don't get me wrong. It'd be terrible, but got me thinking what they would do. Let's say we have the Opposite or Survivor Series going into WrestleMania. Ronda Rousey gets injured and can't wrestle at Mania. What do they do? Um, it's very confusing. Seems like the biggest money match in quite a while. And it'd be very disappointing if they did anything but that, but obviously they'd have to. On a second point... What if something happens to Brock, whether it be an injury, a sickness, whatever, and he can't wrestle at Mania against Seth? What happens in that case? Fantasy book. Thanks, Rendos. Bye. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you, B-Man. So what would happen if the big box office draws Ronda Rousey or Brock Lesnar 
got injured, couldn't make Mania. I'll go first, Larson. All right. In short, WWE would have to... Or Cancel would, WrestleMania. They, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's over. It's done with. Done. Uh, I think they would, they, they would simply try to replace those marquee names with other marquee names that potentially could be at their disposal. For example, uh, I know that he probably, although there had been rumors that the Saudi uh, the Saudi government was offering big, big money to have Rock be part of their, in a wrestling capacity as champion, part of uh, their uh, deal with the WWE, uh, which may, which, you know, there's always been rumors that Rock, that Rock might fight Brock at some point also. Um, we've talked about this a lot in terms of the, the Hollywood uh, insurance deals, which would preclude The Rock from actually wrestling. But we saw him get in the ring a couple of years ago against the Wyatt family. For about eight seconds, yeah. In a ridiculous squash match. Um, they could try to bring in The Rock to have a bigger presence at WrestleMania, make him a focal point of it somehow, some way, even if it was, you know, wrestling-wise, a very... For example, I could see them potentially doing something like this. Daniel Bryan could potentially lose to The Rock in an eight-second match or an 18-second match like he did to Sheamus where Rock picks up the WWE Championship. Something silly like that where Daniel Bryan finding the humor in something like that would be game for it, and then he would somehow maybe pick it back up. The Rock would lose it in Saudi Arabia in an equally ridiculous fashion, letting Rowan get his... His, uh, no, Daniel Bryan would hit him with a small package. Mr. Small Package. There you go. Strikes again. Something silly like that, but I could see them bringing The Rock in. Maybe they would try to add the selling point of an HBK versus an AJ Styles match. I know HBK said he doesn't want to wrestle again, but uh, you know, given that we've seen him, uh, he, he was doing commentary at halftime heat. He seems to be Mr. NXT these days. Um, I could see maybe HBK... Uh, you know, saying yes to a lot of money again, which is what he did last time. Um, you know, uh, for the universal title, maybe they would try to introduce the John Cena uh, 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 going for his 17th world title uh, storyline. So in short, they would bring out, they would try to replace heavy hitters with other heavy hitters. That's what I think they do. Oh, all right. Well, there's two reasons I feel like you got to have some mainstream crossover names uh, attached to Mania. One, improve ticket sales. One, to get some mainstream attention. Tickets for WrestleMania have already, already gone to sale. Um, I don't know how well they've sold. Anyways, they've already sold a ton of tickets. What I'm saying, what I'm saying in short is we're the authority now, Steve. Oh, dear. We are the authority. We have already proven that's not the case. Yeah, I know. Triple H just told the audience to shut up at SmackDown. I know. <laughs> but they said that we were the authority. So uh, uh, they've been uh, giving the fans a little bit more of what they want. More almost on TV. Becky, spotlight of not one but two shows. Uh, Finn getting universal title shot. So why uh, uh, just try to, to bolster some last-minute uh, press by using part-timers? Just focus with the, on the talent you have on hand now because it's phenomenal. So this is what I would do. Ronda gets hurt. You got a great story already in the women's division. Charlotte versus Becky. Have that be the match. Will it mean the Vince show? I don't know. But that story's got a ton of heat, and you could definitely tell a good story on a huge stage like WrestleMania with it. If Brock gets hurt, um, uh, vacate the title and go back to SummerSlam 2016. Have that match again. Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins, two most popular uh, 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 wrestlers on Raw, challenge for the top belt. 
the fans would be all about that. That would be huge. Just focus on the talent you got. That's what I think. Give them a huge spotlight at the top show, largest show of the year. Show them, show the world what they can do because they will deliver. Um, make some new superstars, not just stars, superstars. I think they would probably, they'd probably do that anyways. But in terms of replacing, they, they would, WWE would feel the need yeah. to replace the big draws. The problem is with your scenario, they haven't put their regular stars in a position to be big giant draws. That's what I've been saying like for years. Like they did back in the Attitude That's Era. I've for years. But if you're going to do it, just do it. This is an opportunity to start that process. Yeah. You have a huge show <laughs> like Mania. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's going to get a lot of mainstream uh, attention regardless of, of if any mainstream crossover uh, uh, athletes are involved. So just give them the opportunity. Give them the spotlight and they'll hit a home run. They should be doing that anyways. Yeah, I, I know. Agree. I agree. Saying this, if if, 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 if uh, fortune dictates that you can't have your, your huge names, your part-time names, your Ronda Rousey's, then focus on the talent you have because they're very good. Or bring in The Rock. No, don't bring in The Rock. Especially he's, that Daniel Bryan scenario. That's awful. He's promoting, That's his, awful. Uh, he's promoting his movie right now anyways. Him and Paige. Yeah. So that might happen. Now, if you want The Rock to show up at Mania and probably deliver some sort of 20-minute promo and have a flamethrower and maybe have a flyover from the Thunderbirds or something, cool. Yeah. But no match. No match, no. I'm not in favor of him doing a match. I'm just I, I'm I'm thinking of like Patrick Sparks' question. What do you think WWE would do? And that's what they would do. They would just yeah. They would try. They would try to, to throw a bunch of money around, and try to get any name that was popular 20 yeah. years ago to show up. But I think I mean I think the idea that that Finn versus Seth, I think the fans would be huge into. That. Oh yeah. I think they would be huge into that it building. Anyways. Would be electric. It would be absolutely electric. I agree with that. In front of 70,000 fans mm-hmm. at MetLife Stadium, MetLife in Met- New Jersey. Stadium. That'd be something else. Uh, next, we've got a couple similar questions from Bobby Mincy and Ryan Rugani. We're going to run them back to back and just kind of answer them together. Take it away, gentlemen. Hey, friendos. Bobby Mincy, and I'm back to Matt Chat. Steven Larson, I might need y'all's help on a pessimistic view of mine. Or one of you to agree with my pessimistic view. It's a debate show. You guys are going to have to pick. AEW. I'm getting WCW vibes from them. Um, A millionaire with a new wrestling hobby. The boys running the show. Um, It's just, for some reason, I just feel very WCW. That it's going to be hotter than hot for a a year, maybe two years. And then it's going to self-implode. I need one of you guys... To tell me that I'm wrong. Tell me that it's completely different from WCW. I also need one of you guys to play devil's advocate and tell me that my pessimistic views are right. So, you guys pick. You guys decide. Too sweet, hearty handshake, shoulder lean, whatever else is going on. See you guys. It's me and uh, my little guy, Henry. So, my question today is, I feel like this AEW is kind of like a real-life NWO. We're just going to wait to see who jumps ship and who joins the new organization. So I'm pretty pumped. That and Almas actually got a pen last night. Yay, Almas. Thank you, Bobby Mincy and Ryan Rugani. I get to go first. And Baby Rugani. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> um, so is I, 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 I will throw some cold water on your... You know what that reminds me what? of? What? That Ryan Rugani question. 
It reminds me of when we got first laid off by Machinima. Yeah. And we weren't doing this full time. Yeah. And like Lacey had to go back to work and I was taking care of Bama, just me. And like there's all sorts of videos of me. And I just I look at Ryan Regan and I'm like, man, I've been there when it's just you and child mm-hmm. <laughs> all day long. I've been there too. Oh, um so Bobby Vincey, I will throw some cold water on your pessimism, on your skepticism here. No, there's a couple major differences, I, I think, I think, with AEW as opposed to WCW. I don't see AEW throwing around huge sums of money to any available talent like WCW was doing back in the day. Anybody came, uh, became a free agent, name or not, they would bring him in. Probably at, at a, a contract uh, that, was, that, was, that was vastly overpaying them. Um, two... Cody and the Young Bucks, I feel like, have a, a vision for what their company they want their company to be, and I think they have an idea of what the larger picture is. Whereas in WCW, when the talents were more or less running the show, it seemed like their vision and their idea of the big picture was primarily about themselves. And I don't necessarily think that's the case with All Elite. I have, I'd be very surprised if Cody held a belt within the first two years of that company's existence. I don't think that's his aim. That's his goal. He doesn't want to necessarily build himself up as, you know, top guy of the company. I think he wants to run a good wrestling company first and foremost. Um, and if that means having championships on other people other than Young Bucks and Cody, I don't see why they wouldn't do that. I, f- I feel like they're not building this up to be some sort of vanity project for themselves. They want to build this up as a real alternative to the WWE's product. And, and part of that, yeah, is focusing on the names that people know like Cody and Young Bucks at the same time. I don't necessarily think that means pushing them at the expense of everybody else, um, especially when both Cody and the Young Bucks said uh, a lot of the people that are looking to sign are fresh talents. Now, that being said, it would behoove them to bring in a few well-known, probably former WWE superstars, uh, so people want to turn the dial to see what's going on and to give the idea that anybody could show up on any program at any time like the Monday Night Wars. That was part of the fun of the Monday Night Wars. You turn on... WCW and oh dang Sid's there wow he took a break <laughs> from softball to show up to, for a wrestling show did anybody actually say wow when Sid showed no, up no I was listening to the, the Pritchard <laughs> show about him and it popped, his name popped in my head <laughs> I love that you're going to be the most educated person on Sid by the time this is I will, I will, I'll be very honest though after listening to almost two and a half hours of that podcast I feel like like what's known about Sid is known about Sid <laughs> ah, there's ah. not a whole lot of untold stories about Sid doesn't seem like um Oh, I lost my train. Oh, so yeah, there will be some people jumping ship. Um, we've heard reports that uh, Randy Orton has openly yeah, discussed. It's a weird one. The possibility, or at least openly discussed, AEW backstage. That could just be, hey, do you guys see what all elite paying wrestlers? This is pretty crazy. <laughs> that could be the extent of it. We don't know. Just <laughs> yeah. we, We've heard that he has talked about it. Russell Vote said that a, a contract was ex- offer was extended to a WWE talent. A huge name. We don't know who yet, although Russell Vogt put a, a gif of Randy Orton doing his pose after Fightful broke the story about Orton mentioning All Elite Wrestling. Anyways, um, it would be a great idea to build some buzz, get some enthusiasm, some more uh, 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 name attention on your product by bringing in some former WWE stars. But like, if they signed Dolph Ziggler, I'd be shocked. I would be shocked, especially for anything more than what WWE is paying him. So I would be shocked if they signed Ty Dillinger. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked at Dolph because the curiosity factor you and I have talked about. Yeah, that's about. true. Okay, yeah, someone like Ty, yeah. But I don't think they would sign Dolph 
to like be, oh my gosh, look, we stole this guy away. Here, look at this huge splash. We're paying him twice as much WWE is. I think they would sign him because he might be a really good wrestler within what the he AEW's pr- he'd, he'd actually probably be pretty good. And I know he turned out a producer role in WWE, mm-hmm. but I'm sure it was, hey, we want you to produce and no longer wrestle. And it seems like there's a lot of talents in AEW who are kind of pulling double duty. Like I know Christopher Daniels is doing mm-hmm. producer work, and I guess he's also uh, like in the talents relation department. Christopher oh, cool. Daniels is. Yeah. Um, obviously, you have Cody in the in the Young Bucks serving executive vice presidents as well as wrestling. Um, so if they brought in someone like Dolph, because maybe here there's a lot of stuff that he hasn't done WB in the ring he could do, but also to help out in the producer side of things. That would probably be pretty huge. As far as I know, Billy Gunn is the only producer they've hired, right? It's the only public one. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. I, it, there's no, there, there is no logical... The, the similarities right now between AEW and WCW are superficial at best. You got two billionaires? Yeah, billionaires start... They start businesses. Well, they do. I, I, interesting. It says yes here that I can argue this. I can't. There's no argument to be made. What was Larson? What was the reason for the downfall of WCW? Why was WCW destined to fail? You can kind of boil it down to one name, Hulk Hogan. And I'm not saying it's squarely on him. I'm saying the culture that Hulk Hogan fostered, being the biggest name, making the biggest money in WCW, allowed him to create an atmosphere where, where there was a ceiling young talent could not break through. Goldberg was uh, the exception to that particular rule. Anybody else? Benoit, Jericho, Malenko, Guerrero. We Mysterio. all Mysterio. We Raven. all. They never ever would have made it to true main event tier because guys like Hogan and Eric Bischoff were there, clinging on to the power I'll that mention, they had. I'll mention this. At the uh, All Elite Wrestling uh, rally to introduce the promotion, uh, was it Cody saying he wanted their title? No, no, Who was it? no. It was Hangman Page. It was Neville. It was. You get these young guys. Here's the thing. This is going to be the big difference. The current crop of wrestlers coming up, seemingly, seemingly, the big difference is they don't have that Hulk Hogan type attitude where it's all about me, me, me. They seem to understand that it is a team effort and they have the the, the thought that if our top guy succeeds, the more he succeeds, the more everybody else will succeed. And the top guy that's succeeding understands that when the bottom guy succeeds, we all succeed also. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project 
in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. And so in all the wrestling, you have somebody in Tony Khan, who's an analytics guy, which means he's got to be a smart guy. He's a fan. He understands what Cody and the Bucks and the Elite are doing, and he's putting his money behind it because they've proven that they can reach out to the fans on a grassroots, organic level and build something that people really want. And Cody is you can you can in every interview he's ever given in every you know he had that NWA title number one maybe on a personal level because it's something that he that he has now a connection with his dad yeah but also he helped build the NWA back up into a real name in the world of pro wrestling yep. now whether or not they run with that we don't know but that was his contribution yep. a selfless contribution that yes helped him as well he understands that. He can get bigger. He can succeed more in his life and his business by helping others succeed as well. Mm -hmm. The Young Bucks understand that. I would be surpri so surprised if the Young Bucks had those tag titles, had the all eight tag titles. Now, not right away. No, they will probably end up main eventing shows because let's face it, they are a huge draw. Yeah. Um, so I I don't I honestly I've heard this before from people that all eight they've got a WCW vibe. I don't, I have no idea where that comes from. It's the, the superficialities there. Yeah, Turner was a billionaire. Turner owned a sports, did he actually own a sports team? The football, yeah, he owned the, the Braves. The Braves, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But plenty of billionaires own plenty of sports teams. Virtually all sports teams in the professional world are owned by billionaires. Uh, yeah, I think kind of that's kind of a prerequisite these days. You got to be a billionaire <laughs> if you want to, you kind of have to be like a multi-billionaire if you want to own much. a sports team these days. You're buying new, yeah. So... I don't think that this is a hobby. And on top of that, on top of that, most billionaires these days are so ego-driven, they wouldn't allow a new endeavor to fail within the first two years. If they sign a TV deal, that TV deal is probably going to be a th at least a three-year deal. I, I would, would hope, speculate. I would hope at least a five-year deal. I would speculate. Yeah. I would speculate. Now, there may be outcry if their ratings sink so low. Um, which, look, in this day and age, that's going to be the true thing, the, the true uh, roadblock for all elite wrestling as a TV show, which I think is probably the only way they're going to succeed financially is if they're able to maintain a TV deal. Mm -hmm. The big roadblock for them is the fact that in the landscape of popular culture, there's so much entertainment dollar uh, or there's so much competing entertainment that can they find a million people a week to watch their show. Yeah. Can they do it? Especially when they're, when they're, you know, competitor, when the WWE, the biggest name in wrestling, when they're, uh, uh, saturating the market with their product, 
Um, and they and the WWE has been known to step up their game when there is yeah, a competition. competition yep. So the, the the biggest challenge for them won't be egos. It won't be uh, you know a billionaire getting bored. It's not going to be infighting. It's going to be can they survive in this very tough environment for entertainment to truly succeed to the level they need to. That's going to be the big question. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, but I, I honestly I've you know I've heard. Various people say it feels like I have no idea yeah, what that even means. I don't, I don't means. get that vibe either. It feels like WCW. I have no idea what that means. Mm-hmm. They've had a very successful, the most successful independent show, um, maybe ever, uh, and uh, and and they have a TV product which we haven't seen yet. Yeah. So so I I don't know, man. I All see we can go but, off of is the rally and interviews and everything based on that. Seems like they, the vision for the company is sound. It's it, there's so much enthusiasm behind it, uh, and it's got everybody in the industry talking. I, I I can't you know, and it's all mainly in a good way. Unless you're one of those weird all elite wrestling haters who I, I don't I don't get that mentality. I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, I'm taking a wait and see approach, but everything I've seen so far, it's pretty sound. They have the best shot at actually creating a North American competitor to the WWE yep. any, as anybody else has since WCW yep. died. Good job, Young Bucks. Good job, Young Bucks. Good job, you guys. Moving on. Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, as far as Ryan Ugani's question, that is going to be the interesting thing. Uh, in terms of fan perception, the Young Bucks main eventing, getting tag title. That's going to be very tricky ground for them to be booking creatively because the fans want to see the Young Bucks. The fans mm-hmm. want to see Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, but they but can still see him an interesting storyline potentially with not without titles necessarily being involved. You, you also know, or, or don't want dominating TV time. But I could, I could, I'll put it this way. I could imagine as being – could you imagine being in their shoes and having to figure <clears throat> out how to – Give your fans what you want, which is you, but also not make it look like you are booking yourself too strong. Yeah. That's a tightrope. That's see, that would be a creative tightrope. I'm yeah, sure there are I, ways to do it. But there is, and I think I think I think what I'm hoping, based on what they've said, is they're going to focus on the comp- competitive aspect of it. You know, with rankings, wins and losses are going to matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they show up in one of the first shows to take on the 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 faction from OWE, yeah, I know the something. Golden Good Hearts. Good Hearts. Something like Strong, strong hearts. hearts. Strong Hearts. Something like that. So if one of the first shows, the Young Bucks, who Matt Jackson spoke glowingly of of Strong Hearts and their work, one of the first shows they have a match, Strong Hearts win instantly. Mm-hmm. A Strong Hearts. They're they're gonna be a lot more well known here in the States than they are now, and they're gonna look strong beating the Young Bucks and early the, on. And it's not, the thing is, that's not going to hurt the Young Bucks at all because the match is going to be spectacular. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, the people are going to want to see the Young Bucks also. You know, it's like that. Yeah. They're going to, they, especially I would think from, it's not like you, they have, I mean, I'm sure they have plenty of people giving them input, quality input, but it's like, okay, we have to give the fans what we want. We brought the fans to the dance. They want to see us. Well, here, I think more than anything, especially people who like being the elite and like, their brand of wrestling, they're going to want two things. They want to see their personalities, which they can feature on the show, mm-hmm. and they want to see good wrestling, yeah. which they can feature on the show. But I don't necessarily know if people – it's a must for people to watch all elite wrestling strictly for the idea of seeing the Young Bucks win. 
You're right. You're right. They but, want good wrestling, and they want to see their personalities. I think that and those I think, two things are first and I foremost. Think, I think they trust the Young Bucks. Uh, they, they trust the elite to know, hey, you know, when, when the Young Bucks lose to a certain team, that means the Young Bucks like them. And, and that's going to – but still, I'm just saying it must be a difficult position for them to be in. That's a tightrope, you know? Oh, potentially. So that's, that, that's an interesting I mean, if, thing. If, 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 if it's more so a tightrope, I would think, if it's in their heads that they want, they think people want to see them be on the top guys, mm-hmm. literally with belts, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's a tightrope. But if they understand that people want, that want to see their personalities, want to see them wrestle, mm-hmm. and they focus on that, not so much involving titles and whatnot and mm-hmm. all the storylines with all the elite guys, so I think I, don't, I think that that's 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 a, a far easier water to 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 make your way through than having to worry about you know all that plus titles. Yeah, I think, no, the, I, I, think I, I just I don't know. I out don't of the know. gate, out of the gate, the one person I feel like member of the elite that's going to be in title contention is going to be Hangman. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and other than that, they're going to build him up, and they're going. I mean, Kenny doesn't need a belt. He doesn't need yeah, one. Yeah, no, I don't know. But at this, I don't know, man. At the same time, right out, right out, right out of the gate, he's he not, does not like need a belt. he's not like Cody though. Kenny, people want to see Kenny. If you're coming from being IWGP heavyweight champion, yeah, down the line, that's I, a that's a different thing. Down the line, but I'm mean, like, it seems just based on the rally, and we even kind of predicted this before the rally that Hangman Page was going to get the the initial push for their champion. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And especially if Kenny is considering, and if they work out some deal with New Japan. Where he's going to be working for both promotions. See, that's also that's also that's also where it gets kind of tough. I don't know. I, I guess my point is this: there are no. I don't have an answer. You don't have an answer. Mm-mm. It's going to be interesting to see how they tackle those things because I think that they they have to think long and hard about what their fans want, what people who are watching this want, and uh, and and proceed accordingly. Mm-hmm. There's not. There's no perfect answers. They're going to have to try stuff. And it might fail creatively. It might work creatively. They're going to have to try things because booking one show is obviously a lot different than booking weekly TV, you know? So anyways, moving on. Uh, let's see here. Nathan Coffee. No, Cody. Co- oh, I thought I said Coffee. Those are T's, not F's. <laughs> I was like half looking at it. Nathan Cody uh, asked the question. Let's see what he has to say. G'day friendos, Nathan here with another Matt Chat question. AEW is supposed to be the next big thing, but what if it's not? What if in a year or two it folds? Will that set back indie wrestling? Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you, Nathan. You get to go first. Uh, if if All Elite does fold quickly, if they debut their show and it gets like Pursuit Channel Impact numbers, but they're running on TNT... <laughs> Uh, they're going to fold pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, will it set back independent wrestling? No, it might actually be a, a, a new renaissance for independent wrestling. All these great talent flooding the independence. That, that's, that's the truth. It's, gonna, it's going to reset things to about two years ago. It's going to flood the independence, and uh, we'd get a bunch more talent in WWE, New Japan. Uh, yeah, it's going to flood everything. I think it'll just set it back to what it was uh, like a year ago. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah, pretty you know? much. Yeah. Everything will be fine. I mean, here's the thing. It's not – I don't know how it could set – back. I don't I don't know under what premise it would actually set back independent mm-hmm. wrestling. Unless there would be the perception that independent wrestling or wrestlers you, you know, kind of uh, grew up in the independence have zero way to compete with the WWE. And then maybe people have the perception, well, you're just an indie guy then. 
Well, okay, no. In okay, so in that respect, in that respect, I see maybe that's the premise of the question. You know, without look, without the the competition of ML. Oh, again, I was looking at your screen. Without the competition of all the wrestling, yeah, I mean, paychecks would probably go down. Yeah, but I mean, it, we've we've already seen a great standard as of like a year ago, mm-hmm. where independent wrestling was doing pretty good. So yeah, the the independent scene's pretty healthy. Yeah. Especially yeah. the larger companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on. Uh, Zach, Zach X. Stolpa has a question. Let's see what he has to say. What is good, Stephen Larson and Manny Friendos out there? And it's your match at Hall of Famer, Zach S. Coming at you with another match at question. This question is we get Stephen Larson after Seth Rollins presumably beats Brock Lesnar after WrestleMania for the Universal Championship. Who is going to be his next big feud heading into the summer? I'm going to have one of you choose someone from SmackDown, the other person choose someone from Raw. Thanks, boys. Thank you, Zach S. Thank you, Zach S. You go first. So he said one, uh, f- one person from Raw, one person from SmackDown. You took the Raw competitor. Yeah. Which I think is probably going to be the case. Yeah, that's the most likely one. But uh, if I was going to bring anybody from SmackDown over to Raw, actually, this isn't the person I would bring, but I think this is the most likely person to be brought over potentially because uh, uh, we've heard that Vince wants him on Raw, and that would be AJ Styles. Um, He hasn't been on Raw since before the brand split. Um, And uh, just imagine all the fun feuds we can have, namely... AJ versus Seth Rollins for mm. that universal championship. Mm-hmm. Um, some stellar matches. Blow-off match at SummerSlam. Hey, Seth, I see you're using Gillette razors. I'm not huge into that. Makes me angry. I want your title. There you go. That's, that's how you build the feud. Perfect. Um, so, AJ. I'll say AJ. If not AJ, then, I don't know, Smojo. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he's just bouncing back and forth between brands at this point. Yeah. So, I don't really want that. I, don't, I like a, a certain measure of stability. Um, so, AJ. All right, let me ask you this. The answer is Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that's really the that's answer. probably going to be what happens. Yeah. Let me ask you this, though, the tougher question. Now, give me one call-up from NXT UK to feud with, with Seth, Seth Rollins immediately. Jordan Devlin. <laughs> oh, that's good. I like it. That's good. I mean, I, like, I was assuming. Wait, Finn? It was, like a weird big-headed Finn. I was assuming you meant other than Pete Dunne. Well, yeah, no, of course not. Dude, Pete Dunne's the obvious one. Whenever I say NXT UK, just understand I mean the deep cuts. Yeah. All right? I don't All mean right, very Devlin. strong style. Jordan Devlin or Travis Banks. There you go. Perfect. The answer is Eddie Dennis. Next up, we've got a question from Zenith64. Let's see what Zenith64 has to say. Salutations, friendo. So, it's pointing season. Uh, I'm so sad that Seth Rollins didn't get to a point at a WrestleMania sign. Only he had to stare at it and... LED WrestleMania sign. So, uh, my question is, uh, who has the best uh, pointing at the WrestleMania sign? Um, yeah. Uh, thanks. Goodbye. Thank you, Zenith sixty four. This. Thank you, Zenith. Uh, you. I go first. So, uh, John Cena two thousand eight apparently was the uh, post Royal Rumble. He was the very first one to point at the sign. Um, I'm going to say my personal favorite WrestleMania sign point, even though it was more of a glance, was Triple H, Undertaker, WrestleMania 27, when they both agreed non-verbally to the match. They stared at each other lovingly, and then Triple H started to look at the WrestleMania sign, 
And then Undertaker started to look also to what he was looking at, and he realized it was under the uh, WrestleMania sign. And then they looked at each other, and then Undertaker sort of laughed and walked away. And then they had, uh, in two consecutive years, two of the best WrestleMania matches. Oh, in they my, were great. In my personal uh, collection of great WrestleMania matches. Uh, so that's my personal favorite WrestleMania sign point, or acknowledgement anyways. There you go. Uh, I'm going to go with Seth on Raw after he won the Rumble. This one, yeah. Because um, at first he was he kind of said, yeah, I promised myself I wasn't going to do it. He's kind of poking fun at the idea of doing the side Which point. is great, which is awesome, yeah. Um, and then he did it, and then he had a really genuine emotional moment talking about how, you know, a lot of a lot of kids when they grow up, they want to, you know. Be a ninja. Something. Yeah. You know, like be a baseball player, win the World Series, do this, do that. And he said, I, from the moment I, I was growing up, this is what I want to do, and this is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was genuine, it was real, it was emotional, and it didn't feel obligatory. There's nothing robotic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it really meant something to him. Mm-hmm. And then Triple H came out, and he was getting emotional too. It's just, it was actually a really cool moment. You get to see two guys who have been in this industry for a long time um, and still find times to, for, to really genuinely hit them emotionally that, uh, that this, this really means something to them. Yes. So it didn't feel, yeah, it didn't feel forced by any stretch of the imagination. It felt very real. Yeah, it helped that he sort of poked fun at the entire thing. Oh, definitely, thing. He's, definitely. He's, he's grown so much into... He's a savvy dude. Man of the people, really, mm-hmm. you know? He sort of, he, he somehow, the super athlete guy who's, like, amazing has found a way to relate to us or to be relatable to yeah. us. Yeah, Next up, the Enforcer Stevie Bradley has a question about alternate universes. Oh, yeah. I love questions about alternate universes, Same. Larson. I think they're great, and I think Stevie Bradley's great. Let's see what he has He to is say. great. Hey, Steven Larson and all the friendos out there. It's the Enforcer here with the Matt Chat question. Do apologize. I'm a bit under the weather, but I wanted to get this out to you. I had a question about what if going in raw no longer existed. And I'm talking about what you'd be doing afterwards. I'm talking about what wrestling would you actually be watching? I know you're obligated to watch what you watch uh, for coverage because it's your livelihood. But if you had regular job, what would you actually be watching? Because for me, I'd probably just be watching New Japan and NXT. Um, let me know because I'm really interested in this. If you didn't have to, what would you actually watch? Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank you, Enforcer. Thank you, Enforcer. Okay, there's kind of a two-part question, So, at least in my mind. Two timelines, Larson. Yes, so one timeline, we never did going in raw. On the other timeline, if for some reason we had to stop. (sighs) Man. Let me ask you something. When you got when we got laid off, did you you actually applied for a couple jobs, didn't you? No, I never applied for anything else. You didn't. Else. I, I I looked into things, but I don't think I ever necessarily applied for. Anything. I applied for two jobs. They were local here, though, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, they were local. And then me and Lacey. Oh no, that's true. I did apply for one job here. Yeah, which one do you remember? Yeah, with the Kings. Uh, did I ever apply for that one? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um. Anyways. If we never did going in raw, and we found it, and we found, if I if I got that audio visual job in Roseville, yeah, for the Roseville City Council, or yeah, yeah, was, yeah, would I watch wrestling, or what would I watch? See, here's likely in my mind because, like, even before we started doing this, I'd still watch Raw, 
And I just, you know, kind of fast forward through SmackDown to see if there's anything worth watching. And that would probably continue more or less based on whatever obligations I had for my to my work. However, I doubt I would have ever really gotten into NXT. Maybe. Because doing this for a living is what exposed me to NXT. Because especially this Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn stuff. Two guys whose work at that point I wasn't terribly familiar with, but I'd heard about a lot. Um, and hearing how their, the beginning of their feud went down, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I went and checked it out. Um, uh, I probably never would have started watching New Japan because, again, in this line of work, you kind of have to pay attention to basically everything. Um, and, you know, we started hearing about all the stuff they were doing. And then, of course, Okada Omega One. And then I really got into it. Mm-hmm. So if we hadn't started doing this at all, I'd probably just watch Raw and maybe SmackDown. Knowing me, I, given how wrestling has really blown up in terms of so many easily accessible alternatives to WWE and WWE's own alternatives to its main programming, I speculate that I probably would be keeping up. I'm not sure about that stretch where UK had two episodes on per week. That probably would have been a bit much for me. But NXT, here's the thing, like, I, I would have gotten the network regardless because of the nostalgia factor. I'm a big fan of, like, watching just random old stuff. Mm-hmm. And I still would have done that, so I would have been exposed to NXT. What were those shoes, those little green? Here, we'll talk to their uh, Russell Westbrook shoes. Uh, I would have probably figured out that NXT was was the shit. And I probably would watch that on a regular weekly basis. I can almost guarantee that much. Um, so new- I think if it's a situation where if I was exposed to it, then yeah, maybe. But I don't know if, depending on what I was doing for a living, if I would have had time or opportunity to yeah. be exposed to things. Whereas yeah. Raw, I know it's Raw. Like I imagine a lot of people think, oh, it's Raw. That's WB's top show. I'll watch that. And they'll yeah. keep up to date and everything. Yeah. Those. Never mind. Um I probably, I don't know. I probably like knowing me, like, I don't know if I get up at five o'clock, I'd probably like turn it on and be like, Oh, what's this? I probably would have fast forward through a lot of raw probably would have stuck to like, I'd like get on Twitter, YouTube, whatever, and be like, okay, is this any good this week? SmackDown has always has been whenever SmackDown's entertaining. It's only two hours. I'd probably watch SmackDown on a weekly basis. I'd probably be really into that. So I probably watch SmackDown on NXT. And I like to think that I would have seen some uh, New Japan. I don't know. Pro wrestling is one of those things because there's so much good stuff these days. I feel like it would have been one of those things that I would have tuned into. I would have been like, oh, man, what's going on in wrestling these days? Wow, this sounds like some really cool stuff. But, but I can speak just from what we do now. There's so much that we have to watch now. We don't have time for everything. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I would like to watch a lot more of New Japan stuff. I just don't have time for it. Yeah. Oh, I definitely. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't definitely wouldn't be watching more than I do. Now. So no, I know. I know. I'm <laughs> just saying. If and if this wasn't what I did for a living, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be as motivated as I am now. Yeah. To pay as close attention to things. Anyways, if we had to stop though right now today, no more going in raw. Uh, government job barista, whatever it is, I'd probably still watch NXT. I'd be a Twitch streamer. Oh wow. But no, I, just, I do what we do now. Just I would do it on my own. I just do it at home. All right. <laughs> if there is literally no way to make money, um, or if something happened to me, if okay, here we go. Get into a terrible accident. Can't talk anymore. I have to get some job where I'm. I can't talk. Right. So which would preclude me from doing this. Yes. Okay. Let's take that route there. That's the only way I'd not be Unless doing you just this. Type stuff into your computer and you have that robotic voice say something. Wow, what a match this week! Yeah. Um, if 
we stop now, I'd probably watch NXT. I watch SmackDown. I try to keep tabs on New Japan. That's the stuff I enjoy the most. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm probably right there with you. If I had to stop now, I wouldn't. Fi- I, w- I just wouldn't find. I wouldn't feel obligated to watch it. Here's. I think. But here's I really enjoy thing. SmackDown. I really watch. Here's the major thing. Though, I probably wouldn't watch any of it live. Enjoy UK. I'd probably watch it. You know, like SmackDown, probably watch on like a Thursday or something, or yeah. a Friday, Friday after I got home from work or something. And yeah. Kind of fast forward through. Some parts. I still really enjoy it. I still really, oh, I really too. enjoy it. So I'd probably keep on watching. I mean, even Raw, it's like, I don't know. I'd probably stay up and watch it. I don't really see. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I really don't see a reason why I wouldn't. I mean, if Raw was boring, if if Raw was boring and I have to watch it, I'd probably turn it off and not watch it. Yeah. I mean, it would, it would have, I'll put it this way, the obligation would be over. But I'd let them, I'd give them a shot. Oh, definitely. Every time I'd probably give them a shot. Definitely. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Next, Dunce Cat. New Matt Chatter. New Matt Chatter! Let's see what Dunce Cat has to say. What's up, Steven Larson? First time Matt Chatter here. My question is, what's the most dangerous part of a TLC match? The tables, the ladders, or the chairs? Thanks, friendos. Thank you, Dunce Cat, and welcome. Thank you, Dunce Cat, and welcome. And man, he's instantly in my favorite because it's 11 seconds. It's great. Um, most dangerous part of a TLC match? I'll go first. I think you have the right answer, to be honest with you. But I'll go with the C. I'll go with the chairs. We've seen how they can be used in the past. Unprotected headshots. Yeah, they don't do that anymore, though. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. But uh, I don't know. Things can go wrong. Like they get sometimes they try to get clever with the chair. They try to power bomb into a chair, and it's like they just hit the side. It always looks like it hurts. Whenever they, whenever they do anything with I'm a sure chair, it does. whenever they do anything with a chair, yeah, but falling through a table doesn't look like it hurts. It probably hurts a little bit. It, no, I'm, it probably does. It doesn't look like it though. It looks All like right. it looks fun. Falling um, off the top of the ladder, that looks like it hurts. Yeah. Here's the thing about the ladder. It's not even like falling off the top of a ladder. It's not even that. It's like when the ladder does something awkward, like. When uh, what's that dude's name? Joey Mercury got hit with the like. Exactly, that's the issue with the ladder. It's so large. There's so many weird things going on. It's only so much you could control an instrument that large. Like when Velveteen Dream was like walking on the ladder, it was placed like this, and I kept on thinking he was gonna like bend his ankle the wrong way through the slats. There's a lot more unpredictability with the ladder than any of the other instruments. So many weird things going on. Not to mention the heights aspect of it. You can only control yourself. Granted, these are all trained professionals. They know how to fall. And land to protect themselves. That being said, if you're 
12 feet, 15 feet, 20 feet in the air, there's only so much protection. There's only, you know, you can only control so much. Chairs are really awkward too. You know what always bugs the crap out of me? I hate when they put the chair over somebody's neck and then they ram it into the pole. I'm like, how does that not completely hurt? I don't know. I get it. They're trained professionals. Trained professionals. But man, it looks like, holy crap. The margin of error seems really thin. Yeah, it does. Same with a ladder, though, too. If you you know do some move on it, and as you said, just don't get their foot leg caught in the rung between rungs, twist it, jack up mm. their knee. It seems like the opportunity for injury is much higher with the ladder than either a table or a chair. I don't know, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my C answer with chairs. You might have a point if, so if, if they still did headshots, but they don't do a protected headshot. Yeah, but anymore. they're still awkward. Like they set them up all like they set up and in, in a row and they yeah. power bomb them. I don't know. I'm going with I'm going with chair for sure now. No, it's a ladder. And then it's like sometimes they'll like start turning a power bomb on like the backs of a chair. Yeah, that just sucks, man. Those oh yeah, I'm sure hard. that sucked. That was a Alistair, or not a Adam Cole took a shot like that. Yeah, screw that. That don't look fun at all. Perry Smythe has a question. Let's see what Perry Smythe has to say. Hey, friendo, Stephen Lawson. Perry here with another match chat question. My question is this: Who should be the next wrestler to have a pay per view streak of some sort? So you had Seth defending the WWE title at a bunch of pay per views back in 2015 when he won it. Uh, Alexa Bliss challenging for the women's title every time it was defended a couple of years ago. Tommaso Ciampa has been main eventing every NXT takeover recently. Who should be the next star to have a big, big pay-per-view streak like that? Thanks, Rendos. Thank you, Perry Smythe. Thank you, Perry Smythe. Next wrestler with the pay-per-view. Uh, it should be Finn Balor. Oh, sorry. I was going to go first. should be Finn Balor. Uh, he kind of needs something that they're not going to give him a title. I mean, they might give him an IC title. But he needs something to add to his mystique. They've taken the demon away. They need to add something to his mystique. And I think a pay-per-view streak of some sort should belong. Like what? To, uh, to Finn Balor. What? Like what? Like what type of streak? Oh, I don't know. It's like an undefeated streak? Undefeated streak. A pay-per-view specific streak. Like give him like have him start a new WrestleMania win streak. All right, do that. Uh, Perry mentioned one of the previous streaks, and I think we're going to see it again. That Seth Rollins made of ending everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's not a stretch to to mention that because he's probably going to win the Universal Title here coming up at Mania, um, and whether he's holding on that belt or challenging for that belt, he's going to be in Universal Title matches for the next year. Uh, uh, That's what my gut's telling me. Yeah, that's a good one too. Uh, next, Christopher Rampersad. See what Christopher has to say. Hello, Stephen Larson. So my question is, Randy Orton, what is the best Randy Orton match? Because last night when I saw SmackDown, I feel like he had a great match with Mustafa Ali, how he was overselling being overprotective with Mustafa Ali in that great RKO spot. So my question is, what is the best Randy Orton match? You could go with Cactus Jacked, or maybe Undertaker. Or maybe some how many times he fought John Cena. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Here, I'll go first. WrestleMania 30, main event. Daniel Bryan versus Randall Orton versus Dave Batista. Uh, that was a heck of a match, especially that that that, that time when uh, uh, Randy Orton about bent himself over that monitor. Remember that? Yeah. That was crazy. Where yeah. They did the uh, the neck breaker powerbomb combo on Daniel Bryan, Batista, and Orton did. Yeah, kind of. On the announce table. Yeah. And when Orton landed. He, like the middle of his back just went over. Not the new monitors, the old school monitors. Mm-hmm. And he just, oh, mm-hmm. that's what he did. It like really hurt. Monitors, more dangerous than chairs. Um, that's true. Uh, the old school ones. The, the the whole match was great. And, of course, it built to the obvious, but still a satisfying uh, crescendo of Daniel Bryan winning that universal title. 
Um, fun match. Great match. Uh, that'd probably be my choice. Although his match with Mick Foley was pretty good, too. So, I don't really know. So, I'm going to say, because, I mean, none of his matches really, like, iconic. They didn't, like, stand out. I'm going to go with this, though. I was there for it. You were there for it. WrestleMania 31, him versus Seth Rollins. Only because, holy crap. Yeah, that finish that, was great. That finish, that RKO from the curb stomp was immaculate. I'm sorry you don't say House of Horrors. Oh, I was totally going <laughs> to. That's right. I was totally going to say House of Horrors when I was thinking about it earlier. Uh that uh, that was amazing. That was just amazing. Wait, it's something a, else. Uh, it was definitely something else. All the creativity there. All the like baby dolls that they used. They like burnt slightly. It's so weird. Uh, that's probably my guilt. My my best guilty pleasure. Randy Orton match was that one. But uh, yeah, I would say that WrestleMania 31. Only because here's the thing. I have never popped so hard for an RKO. I've never been a huge fan of the RKO. Oh, scream move. I've never popped so hard for the RKO as I did WrestleMania 31 when we were there because it was so, oh, my God, what did I just see? So that was fantastic. So I'm going to give it to WrestleMania 31. There you go. Uh, next from Stephen M. Stephen M. here with another match chat question. I'm a bit banged up from... MMA injury here, if you can see the discoloration. Um, but this concerns people that don't get injured, superheroes. So align the Justice League of wrestlers and the Avengers of wrestlers and put them against each other. Steve, you picked the Justice League because you're a DC dude. And that's pretty much it. Two seat, early handshake. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. So, Man, uh, I wonder what the other guy looked like. Is oh, yeah. MMA injury? Is yeah. that what he said? Yeah. Man, oh, man. Uh, do you want to go first? Name your Justice League. All right, here we go. Justice League. Superman, obviously. John Cena. Even, do, 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 even, do. even his alter ego of non-WWE John Cena. He kind of has the haircut actor. now. He's got the haircut, but also his demeanor. He just seems like he's not himself. When he is not Superman John Cena. Good point. When he's Clark Kent, he doesn't seem comfortable in his own body. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, Batman, I've got Randy Orton. Interesting. These days, think about it. There's a couple different aspects here. Number one. Not Bob Roode? Why would it possibly? Bob know. Roode is like a, in a loser's locker room. I'm just, think about Randy Orton. Think about, think about Randy Orton is that Batman typically... Has always been. Oh, he should have Adam Cole be Batman. Why? That doesn't even make any sense. Adam Cole's tiny. Roderick Strong. What? What are you talking about? They're the challengers of the unknown. That's an obscure. Episode. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> the challengers of the undisputed. Uh, Randy Orton's a bit older. He's a contemporary of John Cena. So the Superman Batman thing kind of works. All right. He's very sneaky, Batman. And who has the move that comes out of nowhere? Oh, you don't see it coming. It's the RKO. It's the RKO. Plus, if you look at who's got the highest salaries in the WWE, that dude is rich. He is super rich. He's he got his own wealthy. Batmobile yeah, called bus. Randy Orton Bus. Yeah, Busmobile. Uh, he is prone to acts that are very dark but not lethal. He burned a guy's house down. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very good at going undercover with Bray Wyatt against mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt. Detective. Detective. He's a detective. Exactly. Um, all right. All right. You made your point. Carry on. Randy Orton's Batman. 
Green Lantern, this is obvious, Naomi. The uh, thing about Green Lantern is that it doesn't really matter. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say this. Green Lantern is the ring. It's not the person. The person is fearless. Uh, in the case of Naomi, whatever, she's got cool glowy stuff. She already looks kind of like green. Sometimes when she wears like a green outfit, it's, oh my God, she looks like Green Lantern. I think it's so cool. So I like to see Naomi as Green Lantern. Uh, because there's been like a ton of people in DC that are that have been Green Lantern. It's not just Hal Jordan and John Stewart, Guy Gardner's like Kilowog. There's a ton of them, so it could be anybody. I'm putting that ring on Naomi. I think she'd uh, do amazing with it. All right, Wonder Woman. I have Charlotte. Uh, just just kind of makes sense. Uh, the Flash, Leo Rush, obviously man of the hour. I think he's yeah he's the man of the hour. There you go. Uh, and then Martian Manhunter. Uh, Martian Manhunter is a really tall guy, really weird. Oddball doesn't really fit in with the rest of society. Eddie Dennis, that's Martian Manhunter. That's good. That's good. This is a weird tall guy. Yeah, who's sometimes green. Uh, for my Avengers, Captain America, I got Chad Gable. Doesn't really quite do the USA gimmick anymore. Yeah, used to. Should have been Kurt Angle, but keep going. Kurt Angle's just old now. Uh, Thor, Matt Riddle. Uh, what? Matt Riddle? Oh, for Thor? Yeah. Okay. I. I guess I it's either him or Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely Drew. Uh, Iron Man, EC3. That's the easy one. I like that. I was actually going to go with uh, Batman for that one. Uh, for the Hulk, I got Keith Lee. That's a really good one. Uh, Black Widow, Becky Lynch. Okay. And then Hawkeye, Ricochet. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Who goes over? Marvel. They always go over. No, D. Well, DC, look at the names that I have here. Oh, man, they're killer. New era, man. Uh, next... Richard Morris. He's got a fun question. Let's see what Richard Morris has to say. Cool. Hello, Stephen Larson. Richard Morris here with another Matt Chat question. This week, I want you to power rank pro wrestling pets and or mascots. Too sweet and a hearty handshake. Thank you. Thank you, Richard Morris. Thank you, Richard Morris. Uh, here's the uh, classic wrestling pets. You got Matilda, British Bulldog's dog. Yeah. You got Damien, yeah. Jake Robert Snake, mm -hmm. and Frankie, Coco Beware's bird. However, Scott Steiner brought out a tiger once. Yeah. That thing didn't have any sort of protective muzzle on whatsoever. That thing could have went into the it crowd and started eating everybody. Could have started eating everybody. That was terrifying. I wonder dangerous. how much they doped that thing up. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it was walking. Yeah. But I wonder if they put just the right amount of tranquilizer in it just to keep it walking. Because, holy crap. That's, that seems dangerous. That was horrifying. Exceptionally dangerous. And Steiner looked like he was kind of freaked well, out. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tiger right there. I agree. That's a predator. Uh, I got Pharaoh that's on good. my list. That's good. And then uh, Vince McMahon's pet, Tristratus. He had her barking like a dog oh, all the time. Oh, gosh. That's terrible. Whoa. What a bad joke. That was a bad joke. It was man. a low moment in wrestling, but pretty funny that he would do that. <laughs> it's messed up. It's so messed it's up. It's so messed up. Like, what the heck gives him the... Boy, that guy's got some nerve, huh? Wow. And then he had her stripped down. Sexy. But no, because it was demeaning. It was demeaning. Very demeaning. Wrestling's weird, man. It's very Wrestling's weird. Wrestling's so weird. Any other animals? Did Brian Pillman have a dog running around when they Stone Cold went to his house? Oh, maybe. Oh! About Matt Hardy. He, uh, didn't he have, like, didn't he have, like, a kangaroo or yeah. something? Yeah. Uh, like a uh, llama? Smoking Joe. Yeah. Yeah. That kangaroo. Was, that's that good. good. Yeah, kangaroo. That's good. Greg Francisco, he's good, too. He's got a question. Let's yeah, he's a debut Matt Chatter. Oh, new Matt Chatter. He's the best. Greg San Francisco. Let's see what he has to say. He says, hello, friendos from Icy Hell on Earth, oh, Chicago. Oh, that was a video. 
No, this is the whole thing. Oh, wow. He says, huge fan. You guys rock and are the Undisputed Era of Wrestling Podcast. Thank you. This is my first uh, entry into Matt Chat. Here goes my question. I'll you- read it. What do you guys think WWE can do to get more people exposed to NXT? Should they have their own brand uh, Royal Rumble match? Should they have title match included as part of WrestleMania? Maybe have a popular main roster superstar call out someone from NXT. What do you guys think? Been saying it for a long time here, Greg San Francisco. Uh, I think that uh, if they want to be a true brand, you send some of WWE's top wrestlers, like have Seth Rollins do a three-month stint in NXT. You have uh, you, you have a little bit more swapping back and forth of some wrestlers. Have Ricochet do a three-month excursion on SmackDown and then go back to NXT, and maybe people will follow him back over there. Uh, in addition, you can try advertisements in trade publications. Uh, <laughs> Oscar campaigns for your consideration. Watch <laughs> well, NXT. It'd be, it'd be Emmy considerations, but yeah. Um, uh, I mean, they had halftime heat. Uh, yeah. Maybe run an ad on, at the Super Bowl, on the Super Bowl. Here's what, you know what made halftime heat just even a little bit better? Heat. Instead of it just running on the network and YouTube, go to USA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Run it on cable. Yeah. And that's what NXT needs. They need a weekly cable television spot. Oh, wow. If you're going to grow the audience. You're just changing. Well, then they're not going to go to the network. They're just going to go to TV. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's going to be on It's going to be on cable now. Yeah. That's how you get more exposure from the NXT brand. Well, that's kind of obvious. He didn't say precluding weekly te- cable television. Of course, that's the obvious answer because it's the correct answer. What? It's still going to be, a, even if you have main roster sort of people big, go back and forth. Big change right there. Yes, NXT is still going to be a, a niche product because it's only available one place. WWE Network. I guess you can get it on Hulu too. Yeah. Um, but if you put it on cable. Put it on Netflix. No, because I feel like there's still there's still a, a, a gateway to entry there. You got to have, you got to subscribe to that service. Everybody has Netflix. And then you got to think. Everybody. Stop. And then you got to think, oh, I have to go to Netflix to watch NXT as opposed to just, oh, I can just turn on my cable my television, bang, there. It's the, these days, it's this. You're so old. It's the same thing. No, I'm not old. I have Netflix uh, in, in my cable box. I can access my Netflix through my cable box, but it's an extra step. Rather it's than saying one NXT. extra button. Doesn't matter. Some people, sometimes that one button is all it takes. Sometimes I don't want to do that extra step. Uh, like, literally, I'll be like, I want to watch something. Oh, but it's on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I say, man, I want to watch something. What's Netflix app? That's weird. That's because the Netflix interface on especially cable isn't it's not great. Oh really? No. I don't know what it's like on cable. I don't it might not be too, it might maybe not be too dissimilar from what it is like on the Fire Stick. You know what? But you it's know, not feel like the interface is that user friendly. You know an interface sucks is freaking uh PlayStation View. Oh yeah. They gotta get that thing fixed. Yeah. It is crap. Yeah. Man. It's garbage. It's how I watch my shows. Bear, tape that wire you cut, your cable you cut back together. I know, right? Man, tell me about it. No, I'll never go back to cable. Uh, that's it. That was the last question. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Woo! Got through another Mad Chat. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for watching. We appreciate it. If you want to be part of Mad Chat, you too can do that at the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. 20 bones a month. Get to there. Thanks so much for watching. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
for your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.